Hi, welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we flood your brain with sexual wisdom, ideas, and inspirazione. Uh, <laughs> we are back. We have been taking a break. We took the month of June off. We gave you some encore episodes. We moved to a new house. We ran a pride parade weekend in our little town, and then we left the country for two weeks by a lake in Canada. It was divine. Yes, I felt like I'd been sprinting for a month, and then we sat and swam, and it was amazing. And now we're back. And we're back. We are in our new home. We are not totally set up yet. Um, We are still kind of figuring out what the configuration of our home office is going to look like. Um, So if our sound quality is a little different, let us know. We're going to keep optimizing it. But we wanted to get back on the air with you because we have missed you. And we're ready to get talking again. Get talking. (laughs) All right. So today we're going to be talking about erotic power play within long-term relationships. Before we get started, I want to remind you how you can support this show to keep us going. You have a few options. One is to sign up for our Patreon, where you can give a small monthly ongoing donation to support the show. Patreon.com slash Pleasure Mechanics. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash pleasure mechanics, and you will find our page. For as little as a dollar a month, you can support this show and help support us in doing this work. Your other fantastic option, you should do both, is to come on over to pleasuremechanics.com and sign up for one of our online courses. Our online courses offer you multimedia education and personal support direct from us so you can uplevel your erotic skills, whether you want to explore more foreplay techniques, erotic spanking, couples massage, mindful sex. We have courses for wherever you are in your erotic journey. Come on over to pleasuremechanics.com, explore our online courses, and use the code speaking of sex for 20% off the online course of your choice. All right, let's dive into today's topic. So this topic came to us through several different emails we received, all of which had a common theme. The all of the emails went something like this. I've recently discovered I'm kinky, I fantasize about dominance and submission, I really want to be taken and ravaged, but I'm married, or but I'm in a long-term relationship. And how do I balance this idea of dominance and submission, power play, surrender with my husband, with my wife? When you're married and in a monogamous relationship, the only available sex partner to you is also the parent to your children, the person who pays your phone bill, the person you got in a fight with about your mother-in-law, maybe even your best friend. We have so many different roles with one another. How can we add the role of erotic power play into a relationship without everything else going haywire? 
this is very different than meeting a new partner in a dark dungeon and being so irresistibly attracted to them that you can't help but surrender to their erotic wiles or having kinky play partners that the only context for your relationship is your erotic play dynamic, right? When we're in a marriage, we have so many roles together. What is the space? How do we create the zone to allow for erotic power play without it hijacking the rest of the relationship? Because no matter how kinky and hot you get on Friday night, you still have to get up tomorrow morning and cook breakfast with each other, raise the kids, deal with your bills, all of that. So this question was coming into my inbox in a lot of different versions. And so we thought we should tackle this question because a lot of people are waking up to their kinks, are giving themselves permission to explore kinkier sex. And they are wanting to do that within their long-term monogamous relationships. So how does one overcome this conundrum of how to play with these really specific parts of ourselves, but with someone we know really, really, really well? So one of the tensions that comes up is how can I, and you can language it in different ways, but how can I dominate my wife? How can I have really rough sex with my husband and still go back to being in an egalitarian, equitable marriage the next day. Because for some people, some people have 24-7 BDSM relationships where their entire relationship is structured and dependent upon a kinky power play relationship. So a master-slave dynamic, a top-bottom dynamic, a mistress-bottom dynamic, whatever you want to name it, Some people live their whole lives in a specific erotic role. That is not who we're talking about here, right? We're talking about people who want to just be in an egalitarian, equitable, I don't want to say normal, but, you know, a typical marriage, but every once in a while get kinky together. Every once in a while explore erotic power play. And then go back to being best friends and partners and life mates the next day. How to make that switch. So one of the things I noticed in these conversations is that we need to think about kinky sex, and I argue kind of all sex, but we need to think about kinky sex as an alternate reality, a liminal space where the rules change. And I think the easiest metaphor to start talking about this is games and sports. Because in observing couples, I noticed that certain couples can step onto the tennis court, say, we'll use tennis, can step onto the tennis court, walk to opposite sides of the net, and be competitive and aggressive with each other and slam the ball as hard as they can and both try to win and maybe even have playful competitive banter and call each other names and then at the end of the game they're both sweaty and laughing and they go get a drink right that is stepping onto the court and new rules apply you're no longer teammates you're competitors and you're gonna do your best to slam that ball and show you're the best right that's a different rule than you would apply to the rest of your marriage some couples on the other hand will get on the tennis court and then use that as an excuse to be mean to each other 
insult one another, bring up arguments that have nothing to do with tennis and kind of put each other down. And at the end of the game, they feel divided and angry at each other. Using it as a space to vent all the things that they haven't maybe said in the rest of their life, but are, are all of a sudden spewing. Exactly. And this can happen in board games too. Yeah. <laughs> we have family members who love playing Settlers of Catan and sometimes you play and it's really playful banter and you're like, haha, I'm going to take all your property and you enjoy that banter and you again create this alternate zone where you can kind of be wickedly cruel to one another and that's fun and everyone's having a good time. Other times you play that board game and start being nasty to each other and the real shit comes to the surface. So if you know what I'm talking about, then we need to extend this metaphor into the game of kinky sex. How do we create an alternate space in which to play the game of kinky sex and create alternate rules that allow a venting, a catharsis, uh, opportunity to try on new energies with each other, but not use it as an excuse to play out the unresolved shit and drama from the rest of your relationship, right? So let's go to spanking as a really clear example of kinky sex and power play. If one of you really enjoys surrendering over your partner's lap, being a total, you know, recipient, submissive, enjoys being lavish with touch and then spanked to that edge of tears and then a big catharsis and it's super pleasurable and the other person really enjoys being in that power top role and delivering really strong, firm blows and grabbing your hair and roughing you up. How do you play out that dynamic and step into those roles of submissive and dominant without it being an excuse to hurt one another, but rather to pleasure one another? I think that is the key here, to create this alternate reality that's all about mutual pleasure and not about unresolved drama. That's one of the biggest mistakes you can make bringing power play into a long-term relationship is when you haven't examined your unresolved drama, your inherent power principles within your relationship, and then that leaks into the bedroom, that's a recipe for disaster. Rather, you step into the zone together as equal partners, as mutually respectful partners who are both invested in your mutual pleasure. So here are some guidelines to creating this alternate zone I'm talking about and framing kinky sex as a game that you're going to play together for your mutual pleasure and benefit, right? So when we think about games, and when I was developing the kinky sex mastery course, originally I was calling it erotic gameplay. And I developed, a, I wrote a whole book basically that sketched out kinky play as a form of erotic game. And I got really into game theory. So games have specific time limits. They have specific boundaries. Like when you step onto the football field, everyone knows what is allowed to happen and what's not allowed to happen. And within those rules, you can play a great game. It's not a free for all. And again, we bring that into kinky sex where we know what's going to happen and what's not going to happen. We pre-negotiate, we talk about roles, we talk about boundaries. 
There are certain codes, right? When the referee throws a yellow flag up, it means something. When you say yellow in your kinky sex, it means something. You have specific codes and languages to help you create this alternate reality where you can tackle one another, right? And so in the Kinky Sex Mastery, we help you map this out and walk through this together and even know what roles you want to step into. How do you know what kind of dominant you want from your partner? How do you know what kind of submissive you are? Some people need assistance in that process, and that's what the Kinky Sex course offers you, is our step-by-step assistance in getting really specific about what you want to create together so you have a much better opportunity for a win. Because that's the other scary thing about doing kinky sex with your spouse, is if you mess up, the stakes are kind of high. And so you don't want to just wing it. You don't want to just... pretend like you know what you're doing and start brutalizing one another. You want to step into it really slowly and deliberately with some expert guidance. And that's why we developed this course. It was actually in response to so many people asking for our guidance. I think in the post 50 shades world, so many of us have woken up to kinky desires, but need a little bit of expert help in stepping into that. And so this idea of creating a set time and space with boundaries and rules and roles and thinking of it as this game you're going to play together. So just like when you go to the tennis court, you know that you're going to both be hitting the ball as hard and fast as you can. And that doesn't mean you love each other more or less. When you go into a kinky sex experience together, what you do is for your mutual pleasure. It is not an expression of how you really feel about one another. And so you can call your wife a nasty slut who deserves to be punished. And that's just fun. It's a game. It's something you're, um, it's a role you're playing together rather than an actual expression of how you feel about her. Right? And this is why it's important to keep real life drama out. You can't go into a kinky sex experience when you're angry and resentful about each other and you don't give an extra hard spanking because your husband forgot to bring home the dry cleaning and therefore he must be punished. Unless, of course, this is a pre-negotiated part of your relationship and he actually forgot to bring home the dry cleaning because this will be a fun incentive to prompt a spanking, right? Like that can be pre-negotiated, but it shouldn't just slip in and be messy, Neither should your kinky sex slip into your regular life, right? So you can't have a great power exchange kinky sex experience and then three days later expect to be able to dominate your partner when you're sitting around the living room table talking about life decisions, right? You have to keep these zones separate and sacredly separate. Not just separate, like, oh, this is what we did on Friday night. This is what we're doing on Sunday morning. It's almost like creating a sphere around it so you can go deep together. And then when you step out, you know it's complete. And you can both kind of smile and know that this is something you shared and look forward to your continuing explorations together. But it's not going to leak out and be messy 
And that's to be negotiated, right? Like how you do that. Is there symbolic ritual endings and beginnings? Are there specific costumes you wear? Some people use things like collars or handcuffs or leather cuffs around their wrists to symbolize like now you are my submissive. And when I take these off, that ends, right? So kind of ritualizing and formalizing the experience can really help. One of the other essential pieces about creating this sacred container is that within it, you are bringing both of your attention so fully onto each other. And you're using it as this time to pay exquisite attention to each other's pleasure and to enhancing and optimizing their pleasure. So you're paying attention in a way that is different than your regular life to every single need and response that they are having. So you're looking for the quiver of breath, of muscular tension, releasing or tightening. You are listening to any sounds they're making. Are they of pleasure? Could you deepen a little more? You're just really paying attention to each other in a full present kind of way, which is something we can't sustain for every minute of the day. As much as we might like to try and we can strive for that, for sure, we're checking out in moments and all of that. Mm -hmm. So it's this part of that sacred container Chris was talking about is just bringing one another the gift of your full attention. And really that's what we all want. But when it's focused then on creating as much pleasure as possible between the two of you, it's a really exquisite and beautiful time. Well, I think this is, again, if we go back to the sports metaphor, it's like your game face. Yeah, yeah. Right? You've practiced. It's not shooting hoops with your buddies. It's the big game. And kinky sex, because the stakes are higher, you're taking risks together. You're getting vulnerable together. You're pushing edges. Yes. And that's what makes it hot. Right. That's what makes it exciting and thrilling and can create um, such excitement in a long term relationship. But it also means you can't be casual with Mm -hmm. it. And if your partner, if your spouse is trusting you enough to erotically submit and give their body over to your control, you better be paying attention to your wife in a way or to your husband in a way that you never have before. Right. And this is also why you go slow. You don't start with the wildest, kinkiest fantasy and try to enact that because you're not ready for that kind of game. You need to back way up and pay full attention while doing baby steps into the kinky world. Right. And so if that just means learning how to tie her up and then doing things that you know she loves, but paying attention to how her body feels in bondage, talking about it afterwards, you bring extra attention to kinky sex. And if you can't do that, then you shouldn't be having kinky sex, right? You need to be able to cultivate that level of erotic attention to step into a role of power play. And be able to have the conversations afterwards, what worked for you, what didn't work so well, what could we make better next time? And again, in the kinky sex course, we guide you through all of this. We have conversation starters, we have guided conversations and worksheets and exercises to help you have these conversations. But you can't just say to your spouse, I really want you to dominate me, be rougher in bed, do it next Friday, thanks 
doesn't work that way. You have to be able to have detailed conversations and map it out together and be in that level of erotic communication where you can troubleshoot, you can stop things in the moment and make adjustments. It's this constant recalibration towards your mutual pleasure and not pout if you don't get what you want because you might discover that what you are desiring is a rough brute who's going to pick you up over his shoulder throw you on the bed fuck you till tomorrow and leave you like sore and panting that might be like your ultimate fantasy your husband might have a bad back and will never be able to throw you over his shoulder, right? So how do you map from your fantasy to the desired, from the imagination where everything is possible to your lived reality together, where instead of throwing you over his shoulder, he's going to like push you across the room and then slam you onto the bed, right? And then you can't hold him culpable for not being able to fulfill every one of your fantasies. Right. So I think this is the other process when you're stepping into kinky sex, erotic power play with your partner is there's a recognition of real life limitations and what you both find hot. And sometimes couples start playing and realize they're both submissives and neither one of them has a dominant in them anywhere and has no interest in being the top. What then? What conversation do you have then? Right? You might discover that your Venn diagram of your desires, we've talked about this before, where your two desires meet is a total overlap or barely touching one another. And this flexibility and the humor and... Um, the Humility almost. Yeah, like the, the values you bring to that conversation will be part of what determines how successful these explorations are for you. Um, and what is your willingness to play with other people in order to learn new skills? Can you go to a conference together? Can you sign up for an online course? What is your flexibility of being willing to learn in community with some guidance versus having to do it all by yourselves? Because that's your definition of monogamy is we'll never be sexual in front of other people. We'll never let other people in. So I think these are all the conversations to have when you're even thinking about bringing kinky sex, power play into your relationship. And some of these conversations are really useful to have no matter how kinky you want to get, right? Like anytime you expand your sexual repertoire at all, you start encountering these things like, I really want anal sex, but I'm not sure how my husband's going to feel about that. Will he disrespect me in the morning? Mm. Those kind of questions. Or for men who are really into prostate play or into feminization or wearing lingerie, what does that mean about them as a man? Right? So this isn't just like kinky, tie up, being flogged and whipped and spanked kind of conversations or really intense power play, dominance and submission these kinds of conversations and these kinds of attitudes can really help you anytime you're going a little bit beyond your comfort zone. How you carve out that space where you can explore and play and be in different roles together and still have the stability of your relationship to return to. So I think this is... Um, some of the framework that couples are missing when they just, you know, read Fifty Shades of Grey or see kinky stuff in the media, recognize desires within themselves, and then are looking across the table 
at their spouse of 20 years and are thinking, how the hell do I bridge this gap? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love in the Kinky Sex Mastery course, you created from all of your years of experience, these really graceful, elegant ways to guide people really gently into exploring these experiences in a very safe sane contained way and then continuing to expand that gently um it's it's such a beautiful way to transition from curiosity desire excitement to the practical the practical moments of exploring these edges but in a way that's that's contained and it's i i I just love it so much i feel like it's so valuable i wish people could really have this experience across the board because it's powerful when done well it can be so amazing and when done badly it can be really damaging yeah and again this came out of my kinky experience was before you and I were in a relationship and mostly it was with strangers or friends community members and I had the luxury of fucking up I had the luxury of taking on a submissive role that I hated and having some really bad scenes and being like oh why was that so different from this great thing I did last weekend? And I thought I was doing the same thing. Oh, there was this small energetic shift. And I discovered I'm not into humiliation. Mm. You know, it's like you have to um, troubleshoot kink. And to do that alone in a long-term relationship, I found really scary, that proposition. So when so many people were writing to me and saying, I want to start being kinky with my partner, I got worried for them because <laughs> how I was trying to map my experience of stepping into kink. I had about 10 years of experience before we even got together and all the ups and downs I had, how to map that into a relationship where you have kids running around and bills and parents and all that, you know, it's like, how to do it well. How to do it well. And so the kinky sex course, I really tried to break it down and guide people in. If I had a week with a couple, this is the experience I would take them through. So clearly we think this is a beautiful course. We'd love you all to try it out. And you can get started for free with our erotic essentials course. So if you go to pleasuremechanics.com slash free... You can sign up for our Erotic Essentials course, and this is our foundational course. It's totally free, and within that course, you will find date number one of the Kinky Sex course, and date number one is all about going through your fantasies and starting to harvest what you might actually want to try out, starting to get specific about your desires, and opening up the conversation with your partner. It is date one of 25 plus guided experiences that are in the kinky sex course, but I put it in the free course because I want everyone who listens to this podcast to have a taste of this guided erotic exploration. What is it like to have the guidance of us, the pleasure mechanics, in the room with you, going through a process with you, and leading you through an experience together? And... I would love you to try it and then let me know what opens up for you through this conversation. And then if that feels useful to you, enroll in Kinky Sex, use the 20% off speaking of sex code. It's a super affordable way to get started on kink and it will take you through 25 guided date night experiences. So it starts from the beginning 
what are you into? And takes you through sensation play, power play, role playing, erotic trance exploration, and so much more. It's a beautiful course. It's a beautiful offering. And I designed it for you out of like a popular demand of how do we open up long-term relationships to kink? That was the question that this course sought to answer. And I'm still getting these emails. And so we wanted to remind people of this resource that we have created for you. We are always here for you. We'd love to hear your questions. We'd love to hear your stories about how you have gradually expanded your erotic repertoire together, what kind of erotic games you play, how you create kind of an alternate reality within your relationship so you can dominate one another or play roughly with one another and go back to having Sunday morning toast <laughs> and have everything be copacetic. We'd love to hear your stories. Come on over to pleasuremechanics.com and be in touch with us. Pleasuremechanics.com slash free and enroll in Erotic Essentials. Please check out our online courses. Use the code speaking of sex for 20% off. And join our Patreon at patreon.com slash pleasure mechanics, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, patreon.com slash pleasure mechanics to be part of the supportive community that helps keep this podcast going. This is Chris. This is Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Pleasure.